0: Welcome to the Bible Live Quiz Hour. It's time to test and grow your knowledge of the Bible.
1: The entire Bible every year.
0: On Sunday nights at 9, join us here for the Bible Live Quiz Hour. Some people ask questions from the Bible Live leads. You call in with the correct answers and you win. It's just that simple. So get out your Bible, put on your thinking cap, and hit that speed dial, because here's the host of The Bible Live, your Apache Indian scout through the book of books, Sophie Dollar.
2: Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us here on The Bible Live. We're glad to have you along. Honored that you would uh, let us be a part of your evening as yes. well. Stacy's here alongside. We're ready to look into the books of, um, see, finishing up the book of Daniel and the uh, Tanakh, the Hebrew Scriptures, the Old Testament, and uh, chapters. We'll pick up at chapters uh, nine through twelve. This week always makes me feel really
1: niches. accomplished because I think it's the most number of books you get. We how many tonight? In yeah, one first city. Years. No,
2: wait till we get in some of the Old Testament, uh, right. like. Amos, Obadiah, Micah, Nahum—all in one week. We get we get a number of those uh, in one week as well. We're getting into the shorter books at the end of the both of the testaments, and so we uh, we uh, cover, in a sense, more territory, and because we 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 read from more books during. (laughs) How many books do we read from this week? Daniel. James, First, Second Peter. That's four. First, mm-hmm. Second, Third John. That's seven. And in Jude. Jeez. That's eight books. <laughs> it does give you a sense of accomplishment <laughs> as you make your way through the entire Bible, like we okay. do every year. Uh, we're coming up, coming to the end of both of the Testaments. We'll, we'll do the um, the small epistles at the end of the New Testament tonight. And then we'll break away from the New Testament and go back to pick up after the book of Daniel. We'll pick up then with Hosea, Micah, Nahum. Uh, we'll begin through the what are called the minor prophets, the shorter. They're not minor in, in terms of importance. Uh, Hosea, Joel, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, and so on. Um, they're not less important, but they're shorter works and so we get into a number of those before we get to the uh, post exilic the post exile prophets uh Haggai Zechariah Malachi and then we'll finish those all up and then come back for the last book of the bible the book of the revelation on uh, the new testament and uh, we always read that somewhere around halloween So, if you want to know what the spiritual world is really like, you don't go to ghosts and goblins and witches on broomsticks. You listen to the Bible live, and and, uh, we read the Book of Revelation, and it tells us and describes the spiritual uh, world and dimension uh, more accurately for us to understand. But then, then of course, after the Book of Revelation, which we cover in four readings through the entire book, then. We go right back to the batter's box and we start all over again before we go around the horn one more time, our 21st time starting at the book of Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and uh, starting our way through the entire Bible again. So that's what we do every year, all five times a week, Monday through Friday. You can go to our website, thebiblelive.com. You can uh, log in there, and on the opening page, it shows you the readings for this week, for the current week that you're in, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, <clears throat> all you have to do is click on that opening uh, page, the first page. Uh, click on that reading; you can hear then a fifteen to twenty minute reading from the scriptures. And <clears throat> if you continue, you'll read. You'll listen to the entire Bible every year. And by the way, when you're listening to the Bible, you are listening. You are experiencing the scriptures the way most people. In past history, and even i would I would almost dare to say a lot of people even in today today in modern yeah. history uh, hear the Bible read mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or form, in different languages around the world, and so on so uh, you're not getting a second rate presentation of the scriptures when you hear it read. That was the way, in fact, it was written to be read to the churches and the Old Testament as well, written to be read to the people, uh, for the people. So uh, we are inviting you to listen to the scriptures with us all every year as we go through the Bible. And then here on Sunday nights, we get a chance to discuss, to comment, ask questions, answer questions, share insights and thoughts and ideas about the scriptures that we are reading through. So our phone number is 210-340-9585. That's area code 210-340-9585. And we'll try to give that out during the next 90 minutes so that you can call in be a part of the program as well. We'd love to hear some of your thoughts, your questions, your insights, uh, your experiences with <clears throat> the Bible. This very very special gift. That God has given to his people uh, to encourage us and guide us, instruct us, uh, even correct us uh, through the centuries as we look into what we're reading is that the experience of others who have uh, experienced true, real, genuine experiences with the true and living God, and that we can learn from their experiences, what they did, their mistakes, their successes uh the The things that happen to them they are instructed to us as god's people today, so Stacy and I are here we 're going to start by looking at the book of daniel J- John is also here with us he's ready to take your phone calls two ten three four zero ninety five eighty five and uh, he's got some great bumper music selected for us tonight I think and uh oh, he slaps his head and says, "Oh, I forgot oh, he <laughs> he forget. Did not. no he did. I'm well, that he did slap his, his head and say, but he, <laughs> but he didn't forget. I don't think we'll see right when the time <laughs> comes. <laughs> well, let's get it. Let's take one last gander here at the Book of Daniel in the uh, Hebrew Scriptures. We've already mentioned so much about Daniel that <clears throat> we are essentially in awe of this individual, uh, this young man, taking as a young teenager from his homeland in Israel taken into exile by Nebuchadnezzar uh emperor king of Babylon and serves there under five different uh Persian emperor Nebuchadnezzar uh Belshazzar uh, I'm think, trying to think of a Darius uh um, someone and and, and Cyrus, Cyrus. <laughs> but there are five of them i have, I missed one. I left one out there. But we've got him. Uh, he He's an amazing individual, must have been remarkable a remarkable person to have gained the confidence uh, of these emperors uh, who would trust him mm-hmm. in their ruling over, you know, over really to some degree the, the known world of their era, of their time. So we've we've talked about Daniel. His first six chapters of his book talk about his life and his experiences. They're, <coughs> to some degree, uh, biographical or autobiographical. They talk about him and his experiences and how he came to do and be who he was and what he accomplished. And now in the last books, 7 through 12, he talks about... His messages, mm-hmm. the visions he received from God, the ideas he shared, the, he looked l- both immediate. He told uh, emperors of that time, one emperor, he told them, this very night, you're going to be defeated. You know, remember, "Mini, mini, Tekel, Farseem, he told, uh, I think that was, um, was that Darius? Uh, no,
1: no. no. Be, uh, bel- Belshazzar. <laughs> Belshazzar. Belshazzar. He told him Belshazzar.
2: that he was going to be defeated, and it happened that very night. Mm-hmm. When the, with the writing of the wall. Remember the hand that appeared and wrote on the wall because uh, this emperor was, uh, well, we don't know all the reason, but one thing we do know is they were having a drunken orgy-type uh, celebration. It was one of these long festi- uh, uh, parties that, that emperors of those days had. When they were going to go to war, they would call together their generals and their leading strategists of, of warfare, uh, and so on, and they would uh, have a big party for sometimes months or maybe over a year even, but at the same time, they were talking about uh, war strategy and and the things that, how they would function in battle. So uh, he was doing this, and they, during this time, he took out the furnishings, the cups, and the uh, utensils that were used in the temple in Jerusalem, and of course... <coughs> with great disrespect was using them in his uh, in this party and that uh, proved to be part of the reason at least that he was uh, judged weighed in the balance and found wanting as the me- the words mean mm-hmm. there and uh, then he was uh, told that he would be uh, he would be defeated and taken his his, his leadership removed mm-hmm. so that now we get to <clears throat> we come down now to Daniel, <clears throat> these final chapters. Excuse me. And we, we've talked through chapter nine, where he gives that that tremendous test, that tremendous uh, prophecy prediction about the uh, uh, the week sixty nine weeks that would tell us when Messiah was going to appear on the scene, and and he nails it, you know, right down to the very life, either either the baptism, the beginning of the ministry of Jesus, even to, uh, perhaps to the, his going into, the, into Jerusalem in his last week of life mm-hmm. when he goes to the triumphal entry. One of those dates, there are two ways to calculate that date that he gives, the 69 weeks. One of them comes up to the year Jesus <clears throat> was baptized and inaugurated his ministry. The other way goes to the the triumphal entry into Jerusalem, the last week of his life, uh, and but he tells so much about the Messiah in that prediction, you know, that he would be killed and his death and, and everything about it, his redeeming death. So now we come to these final chapters, Stacy. What would you say? Uh, he he, one is God is communicating with him through angels who come. He mm-hmm. he's overwhelmed by. The messages he's getting from God, he's overwhelmed by the messengers themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> um, so, in quite often, and one of the most touching areas is where he uh, of the book is where he he fa- falls on his face. He's overwhelmed. He faints from the visions and from the, what he's seeing and understanding. And, and the angel comes in and comforts him and consoles him and encourages him by says, by saying, Daniel, you are greatly loved by don't, God. Yeah,
1: don't be afraid, he said, for you are very precious to God. Wow. Isn't that sweet peace, be it encouraged, is. be strong. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and
2: what I, else might we mention here? Uh, he mentions a well, number of kings of the yeah. north, south and north, and you can, if you have a good study Bible as you go through, like the New Living Translation Study Bible, uh, you can read those notes so there'll be lots of helps in notes, uh, and notes and they give you a help about the yes, dating and exactly. who these prophecies applied to
1: right and as in terms of precedence Daniel's you know the dreams that he's or interp- er, that he says what they are and then interprets they aren't something you know way far in the future for the most part he's mm-hmm. saying exactly what's going to happen this night or what's exactly what's going to happen right and um and so its It's a little, you know, it is helpful um, reading in chapter 10, 11, and 12, you know, when he's talking about the kings or this is going to happen, you know, it, I believe that you can then go in history and go and look at Alexander the Great. You can look at Ptolemy, Mm -hmm. Alexander's general, and you can see, you know, he even mentions Cleopatra. Uh, and the daughter of the king, you know, and and Mm -hmm. that it didn't work out because Cleopatra was loyal to Egypt and then formed the alliance with Rome.
2: Exactly. And so you can see these
1: things play out. He nails it. He does. Uh,
2: Yes, and in in some detail, and it's just astounding that he, uh, that's one reason that some, well, some critics uh, of the scriptures Often uh, they have a hard time with Daniel, They very difficult time because it, it, it's just to do what he does is impossible. Right. And so they have – the only way they can explain it is by saying uh, it must not be – he, he didn't write it or it was written many years <laughs> later or
1: – He was either a uh, liar or, or a lunatic. <laughs> or liar or lunatic, right. Uh, he was either Lord, telling but, the truth. <laughs> yes.
2: Well, uh, there, there we have it. Those final chapters are really amazing. I'm trying to find. I'm looking quickly now. Part of his uh, prophecies about the end times, about the, uh, he he actually mentions this time. Now, like Stacy said, so often, uh, his his predictions have to do with. Uh, you know, within the, the some of them immediately, some of them within 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, 100 years, some of them 500 years in advance. Right, and this, and, and, and some of them both, Yeah, where he predicts something right. near hand, near at hand, but also has long-term implications.
1: Right. Like, I mean, when even in the mention of Babylon and how Babylon becomes sort of an archetype of mm-hmm. uh, whoever country who is in power and is holding exile, the people of God. And, um but I, but I also it's neat that he covers sort of the time where, in no, scripture, for the most part, is dark. I mean, there there's no so it's those you know four hundred years um, before <coughs> Jesus arrives, and it's that that it is the time of Alexander the Great mm-hmm. and um, and Cleopatra and Julius Caesar, and so that that's sort of the, and it's neat that Daniel that's not absent from scripture, <laughs> that it's just uh, Daniel is. We're telling it, uh, which i I think is so nice of God so nice very of Daniel. very very <laughs> nice
2: and very, very gracious of him to give us this amazing book with the insights of these individuals that to, through whom and to to whom and through whom he speaks to us even today okay. i i don 't find it, but there is <clears throat> i 'm sorry there is the the passage where he talks about the 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 final times when there was an explosion of knowledge. And many people believe that that's uh, that's the time, if there ever was something that could be uh, truly um, mentioned or characterized as a time of the explosion of knowledge. uh, Sure, but it could also
1: be the time of the Greeks and Socrates and Aristotle, which was just around the corner. That was under Alexander the Great and the the Greeks and then the Roman yeah. Empire,
2: so... Theirs was a different kind of knowledge. Theirs was a philosophical uh, sure. you know, understanding of of the world. Yeah, they did Poetry, a lot of though, thinking about mm-hmm. spiritual dimensions, spiritual realities mm-hmm. in life, uh, no doubt about it, um, but I tell you, there has never been quite the explosion of knowledge uh, like what we're seeing today. It's just... Uh, mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think, at, at least in terms of uh, technology and science and wow. And, and also he, in that same passage, and I, I can, I'm not finding it here, uh, he talks about uh, tra- world travel. People will move around the world mm-hmm. at, at great speed and at great ease. And, of course, that we are seeing as well. Um <clears throat> but in in the I, times in which we are living
1: but and of course, but that was also i mean the the Roman roads would have been to them a time of great mm-hmm. travel, which I think the idea here though is that um you know his his word and 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 the interaction with people and it kind of reminds me of the psalm of you know Ecclesiastes there's nothing new under the sun in a way mm-hmm. um there is a, a predictability in a way of of human nature and of nations and empires and the ebb and the flow the fall and the, mm-hmm, the rise and mm-hmm. the fall and through it all though and i think this is what the message kind of is in the final you know the final days the time of the end through it all everything that will come to an end is i think daniel's well, the the great message, the message that I get mm-hmm. in, in all of it, at all times, in any time, there will come an end to every single life. And at that, well, our great hope and, our, and if we are believers and if we are, uh, have, are in a relationship with, with the Lord and he, we, he, he will resurrect, he will bring that he will bring you back. And um, and that's the assurance that Daniel had. He did die before these things came Mm -hmm. to be, and he knew that he would. um, But the end isn't really the end in that that sense. Um, You know, Daniel knew that he would rise. He would be risen. He would be raised. Um, So that was my well. A a lot of
2: a lot of the prophets, Stacy, and I think it's good what you just said because a lot of the. The Old Testament prophets, and and the way I understand, even uh, the Jewish people understood the, the idea of of um, history is <clears throat> not a circle, but it is cyclical. Okay. That there are cycles of these uh, times of, of right. refreshing and revival and renewal, and then falling away and mm-hmm. sin, and 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 then there's judgment. These cycles, and, and Revelation picks up on it as well, mm-hmm. talking about. The, bowl, the judgment of the bowls and mm-hmm. the judgment of the trumpets. Mm-hmm. and the bowl. So there are these well, cycles. You even,
1: you even see that in the dream. I mean, I don't know, but the wheels, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Part of that is involved. They are intertwined, but the idea is that these cycles do continue forward through history, but there will be an end. There will be a final right. uh, cycle when things, history, as we know it, will be drawn to an end and the cycle will be uh, finished mm-hmm. there will be sin will be ultimately finally judged and dealt with uh, as it already has at the cross uh-huh. but but in terms of judgment and then we will those who the people of god will be with our god forever and we won't fight these same battles right. uh that it's not going to be we're not then i got be not going to be temptation and falling away and doubting and having in, in in glory because we'll live in the very presence of god we'll walk by sight not by faith mm-hmm. And so our, our time of, of struggle uh, and choi- tough choices and following and learning uh, will be passed. We'll be in the presence of God and his people forever. A whole, a, a whole different kind of experience, which uh, it's kind of interesting sometimes to try to imagine uh, what it will be like. And as the song says, we can only imagine, right, what it, the glory of those of that of that existence. Well, we're going to come back. We'll leave the book of Daniel. We're going to come back now uh, from our break in just a moment. We're going to pick up then go back to the end of the New Testament and pick up with. Uh, well, tonight we're gonna to, we're gonna talk about two half brothers of Jesus of Nazareth. Two of the writers authors of these epistles at the end of the New Testament. Two of them were. Uh, in the family, the actual earthly biological family of Jesus mm-hmm. uh, as half brothers of course we say half brothers because Joseph was not jesus' earthly father, biological father he, he was uh, as we we know uh, conceived by the Holy Spirit in uh, his mother Mary, uh, as had been predicted in, in prophecy as well so we but tonight James <clears throat> the brother the half brother of Jesus, and um, Jude. The, another of the half-brothers of Jesus. Uh, maybe you didn't know that Jesus had brothers and sisters. Right? It's very clearly alluded to in several places in the Gospels of Mark and John, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll read those. We're also going to uh, read the epistles of two of the apostles, uh, apostles mm-hmm. of, of um Jesus. Peter, Two, Peter they, were among, they were they were the the three. You know, the yes. Peter, James, and John yeah. were the uh, were the kind of the inner circle of the apostles. There were twelve apostles, but Peter, James, and John were often taken apart. They at the at the um, Ascension. transfiguration Ascension, on the Mount of Transfiguration, for example, uh, other places where God took took the three of them. Um, they had a special relationship. Well, so we'll be hearing from them, uh, from Peter, James and john um not not the apostle james
1: right sorry the brother -brother half-brother of james we've already talked this through right the (laughs) half-brother of jesus james
2: we'll talk about that there are five people in the new testament uh listed uh, of perhaps sufficient prominence that could have been the author but this is it's fairly clear that this is james the half-brother who was of not jesus an apostle. who was not an apostle mm-hmm. uh, but peter peter and john were <laughs> part of the inner circle and we'll come back and consider the the small letters that they wrote at the end of the new testament as yes. well so uh any final thoughts let's give our phone number 210-340-9585 210-340-9585 if you have a comment about. For example, anything about Daniel, his life, his ministry. Um, maybe someone could help me find that passage where he talks about I, the explosion I of I, knowledge. I, I've I, got it
1: for you. It's, 12, it, it's chapter 12, verse
2: 4. Well, I thought it was there somewhere, yeah. but...
1: But you, Daniel, keep this prophecy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, Daniel,
2: there it is. Go ahead, honey, read it.
1: Until the time of the end when many will rush here and there and knowledge will increase.
2: Are people rushing here (laughs) and there? If
1: ever. Well, not so much, actually. (laughs) Not so much much anymore, right?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I guess I guess (laughs) uh, we we were. (laughs) Yeah, we were before the COVID, right? (laughs) Uh, And uh, the explosion of knowledge uh, dramatically increasing. Uh, That that for sure. Well we will be back after somewhere our music is going to start I know that <laughs> I am I am what am I doing right now Stalling. I'm st-
1: stalling. <laughs> what is this stretching? called?
2: I thought there was a technical yeah, stretching. Real stretch. quick,
1: I do. And at the uh, <laughs> the stars, I like that. Oh, that's um, a great passage. Yeah. Yes.
2: Tell it. Explain it. I like it.
1: Uh, uh, oh, well, let's see it. Uh, they
2: that win souls. Uh,
1: yes. Will shine will like the shine stars like of the heaven. Stars. I think that's neat. Daniel so, 12, 3. That was when just we introduce revival.
2: others to the Savior and help others come into the, into the family of God, we oh, will shine like stars in forever. the sky. I like that as well. We'll be back. Don't go away. The Bible Live will return with the uh, little books at the end of the New Testament.
1: This is the Bible Live with Sophie Dollar.
2: We are back (laughs) i hit the wrong button john see what happens when you just let me you let me loose even just for a little bit i was trying to hit the other button
1: what song was that we missed it
2: i don't know but i was trying. you're listening to the
0: bible live with soapy i was trying to hit that button
2: (laughs) i like that song though we will not be shaken we will not be moved i I shall not be i shall not be john
1: always does a great job he always asks what what books When? what words today and then he'll choose music that great music. He, yeah, uh, yeah, that goes with it. So thank you, John. Well
2: we are back. As uh as unorthodox as that re entry <laughs> was, we are back for the Bible live. Uh I'm Soapy Dollar and my daughter Stacy is here with me and we are we have been looking about uh, the Book of Daniel, we just finished our comments on that book. We read We finished the Book of Daniel on Monday of this past week, and then we moved Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. We made our way through the books of of uh, James in the New Testament, the Epistle of James at the end of the new testament the, the books of first and second. second Peter, the two epistles that Peter wrote, and then first second first, second, and third John. These small epistles. And then even, again, the book of Jude, this uh, this book of one chapter Mm -hmm. um, that we uh, finished up. And we stopped there. Just before the book of the Revelation, the book of Revelation, we'll come back to pick it up at the end of this month, at the end of our, actually, our Bible reading cycle for this year. Uh, we're going to go finish up the books of the Old Testament first, and then come back to the book of Revelation uh, at the end of this month. So, um, But that won't be long. These are small books that we're c- coming into now, uh, shorter books, except Zechariah. is quite long, actually. <clears throat> but uh we 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 that's been our reading schedule you can go to the com, the com, and you can find not only our the readings themselves there that you can listen to uh we have re- recorded the entire bible there for you the new living translation a good clear modern version and uh that's uh, that's the that's the real purpose of the of the website is to let you be able to hear the entire Bible uh, every year if you'd like to read along with us and through the Scriptures with us. But also, our entire reading schedule is there. You can look in there and see. You could go back and listen to uh, readings uh, from... You know, a month ago or two months ago, or some book that you're particularly interested in, mm-hmm. you can go and find those and and listen to those as well. So thebiblelive dot com. We invite you did to you mean, yeah, go there you, regularly. Did you
1: mention how long? It's a twenty minute reading.
2: Did you mention fifteen that? to twenty minute mm-hmm. readings mm-hmm. each evening? Now, there's a little bit of uh, they are actually recordings of uh, the. Psalms and well, the, the radio programs. We also have the Psalms and the Proverbs. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> each reading in, has what we call a wisdom and worship segment from the Psalms and the Proverbs, and then we transition with music into the narrative. What we call the narrative narrative read from Genesis, Exodus, the other books of the Bible, as we go in our reading schedule, and uh, w- we read each of those. are so about fifteen to twenty minutes long. Mm-hmm. Between them, now we do have. Uh, uh, some commentary. We greet you at each program, uh, some uh, introductory music and so on. But also we uh, give you a little bit of insight as to where we are. So if you start listening to one of the programs, uh, one of the Bible readings... uh, we don't want you to just all of a sudden you're in it and you don't know where it is or what it what it's about. So we give you a little bit of a sense of context. the context. Yeah. Where the book is, uh, what book we're in, what chapter, what the book has been talking about up to that point, And then we, then you can pick right up. Then when we start reading the scripture, understanding, uh, where, you know, where we've been, what the author is talking about. And then, uh, some commentary toward at the end, sort of, uh, Kind of capsulizing and putting what was said uh, and maybe explaining a couple of the key points, important points of the the passage. It'll
1: just it's about 30 minutes of your day
2: at the most. At the most. Right. And uh, you'll enjoy it mm -hmm. immensely. I do. I still, <laughs> you
1: I like still think they're to you? great.
2: I really do. I listen to it sometimes, and I, uh, I without pride or, I, prom, I promise, not without without pride or anything, but because it's it was, mainly just the scriptures, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's the big thing. And, I and just, you don't
1: remember actually doing it. So. Oh
2: boy, do I remember <laughs> actually doing it! Uh, it was a year and a half of uh, all night. Working all night. I do two or three readings every night. Oh, it was something else. Yeah, you were, what, high school at the time?
1: Yeah. But anyway.
2: (laughs) Dad wasn't there for, (laughs) worked all nighters, all nighters for about a year and a half, it looks like. Well, anyway, we are back. We finished our comment uh, about the book of Daniel, Uh, unless one of you wants to call in and give us a thought about them, uh, bring up a thought or a question. Uh, you can do that by calling two ten three four zero ninety five eighty five, or uh, you can transition transition now with us to these uh, epistles at the end of the New Testament. We finished up the book of Hebrews a week ago, uh, and, and a lot of commentary on th- that incredible book, mm-hmm. uh, the book of Hebrews. And now we are <laughs> coming to the books of James, First and Second Peter, First, Second, and Third John. And Jude, uh, so mm-hmm. we'll we'll discuss those now. Let's take the book of James first, uh, probably which which is which is always really interesting to me, and I think Stacy, you take an interest as well in the historical context yeah, of do. these different books and mm-hmm. passages. Uh, the book of James is probably one of the earliest books of the New Testament. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Mark is considered probably the earliest of the epi- of the gospels uh matthew mark luke and john <clears throat> but um uh, but then james who and part of that is because of who he was right. uh and his the position that he held in the body of christ in the church
1: and yet is not uh, right.
2: group of new but at the same time he's
1: he uh, wasn't an apostle he
2: he was not an apostle he was, was half brother half
1: brother which that was one thing that um well, two things about james that i thought were particularly uh, neat and interesting is that james was a leader in the in the earlier early church but in in um Rome, right? Correct me if I'm. In other words, it would have been a Jewish congregation that primarily. This was not. So these would have been like Messianic Jews. These would have been Jews. Oh, yeah. He was in that, Jerusalem. He was he, in Jerusalem. He
2: was the head of the church there in Jerusalem.
1: In Jerusalem. And so, I mean, when you. Uh, and so it's neat to hear him so very Jewish, um, but. Uh, talking and 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 you know words using words like synagogue and ecclesia and, and church, inter interwoven. Uh-huh. <laughs> they're 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 the same, and so in it's some kind ways of it the,
2: seems like it was before there was such a dramatic rupture. It, yes, th- because there was a period of time when
1: there was th- kind of a quiet, almost a church quiet before w- the storm.
2: Yeah, they, they they almost all of the early believers. Mm-hmm. All, almost all of them, if not no, not all of them, because it, not every one of them, in particular, because it, there were some Gentile believers. That there, there were Gentiles who had already converted to Judaism. Right. In fact, yeah. Cornelius may have been, right. this this Roman um, centurion mm-hmm. was probably one who, as a Gentile, but he was right. he was a believer in the the God of Abraham, Isaac, and yes. Jacob. The uh, and was probably in that sense a convert to Judaism. Others were as well, many, many others. Right. Um,
1: in other words, to follow Jesus would have been to, at those early times, to become Jewish. Right. To become, uh, to to embrace Judaism.
2: That is such an important point for us to remember, even today, you know. I mean, I know we're all proud of being Christ followers or Absolutely. Christians.
1: yes, right. No
2: doubt about it. This has nothing to do with... But, but this folks is, we yeah. uh, this this apache indian here has embraced the god of abraham isaac and jacob <laughs> jehovah the one true god of the of the bible the yes. uh, i have embraced the god of abraham isaac and jacob i i i in reality it is we who have been grafted into israel uh-huh. we are now part of israel yeah. we are I, I, I remember telling a, a prominent rabbi here in our own city one time. He asked, Well, how do you define yourself religiously, Soapy, when people ask you what religion you are? And I said, Well, I usually tell him I'm Jewish. And I, <laughs> I think he almost dropped his teeth <laughs> for a moment. It was surprising. But, I'm but, not sure but, that you actually but, do. F- it's I more doubt of that. A, but, a point. but frankly, it is yeah. a very important point for us to realize as God's people, yeah. uh, particularly us as Gentiles, that that.
1: And its purest, yeah. at the at the earliest times, right in the time when James was writing, if, if they would have associated Jew, Jesus with with Judaism, I mean, they and and to follow him would have been to follow a Jew. It be to sort of sure. and and then of course they didn't
2: they didn't they didn't understand this as oh I am converting from Judaism right. from, to another god or another religion. Right. I mean, this was the completion of...
1: was yeah. it, w- kind of before things got a little Messiah, bit... He's their Messiah, you know. And then, and, then, and then
2: things got political. And then things
1: got a little messy. Well, I don't know if political is well, quite po- the politics word. Politics
2: entered into it a great deal. I'm sure... Power, influence, uh-huh. well, but, even money became also, a part of the also, process.
1: though, just distinction. I mean, and I think, too, just... Um, part of it was trying to really understand that i mean it's this in other words this is before the great you know paul and peter the the Mm -hmm. great the council yeah that's
2: one of the things we were right the context of this is we're trying to talk about the dating of the book of james and it was obviously evidently because james was a part of that first council that's spoken of in acts chapter 15 uh, when when um when paul comes back to Jerusalem and they debate right. the play wh- how how do what we deal with these now? gentiles uh, now right. and James was in uh, agreement uh, with with uh, Paul mm-hmm. yeah. and and the they had this council and the, the 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 decision they came to was that the gentiles in fact did not have to Keep the laws of Moses. Convert in, in right. terms of all of the religious which ritual of Judaism, which is sort of, of the Judaism. introduction,
1: and that's a part of. So that wasn't necessarily political. That's just sort no. of. Those are kind of practical guidelines. Well, those of existed what it means even before to be, this, too. Right. Well, but but because they didn't, there
2: had been converts to Judaism long before. Sure. Ruth was a convert, right. uh, and so on and so. on. So uh, they had a means of bringing people into. Uh, Judaism uh-huh. from other countries mm-hmm. in Asia, and we read about many of those conversions in the Hebrew Scriptures. But uh, that
1: is one reason I do <clears throat> like the Book of James because it is sort of before all of the, you know before it got real high, you know right. <laughs> Real, and it's kind of it's sort of at its purest. It's yeah. um, I mean, he even talks about what is religion at its purest. Yeah, yeah. And James is so practical. I mean, he sort of reverts back to you here. Uh, shades of proverbs yes. very practical wisdom um and and not getting into the weeds of of the specifics but, but of, of who Jesus is and what the gospel is what that good news is and uh, and then, you know he and and then of course Jesus his own words from the sermon on the mount you know when he talks mm-hmm. when he, and and Jesus yeah, you said
2: that when you read it it did you remind me of those two, your, mm-hmm.
1: um, those two writings. And Jesus is, you know, his teaching, he would always say, my yoke is simple. You know, my, my burden is light. My, my teaching is actually very simple. <laughs> um, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. And James is really intent and good about sticking to that. And, um, and I, and, and that's, I, I think interesting. The other part was that, uh, James was not an apostle, so for most of James's life, he uh, related to Jesus more as a brother he than was he did brother. as a disciple.
2: Unbelievable. <laughs> that, that, is, that has got to be one of the most remarkable things about James to think about yeah. is that he grew up yeah. with Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, he knew him as a boy. I mean, he was his older brother. We don't know. How much older what Jesus separation? Jesus was James' older brother. Ja- right. Yeah, Jesus was James' older brother. And at w- one time, we another thing is clear is that they, his brothers did not believe
1: right.
2: in Jesus. They did not believe that he was indeed that Messiah. Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, they, they believed it, in him a as, a, as a brother. They, believe, they I believe, loved him and wanted to protect him. Where they, was
2: that, in Mark? Uh, that was that we Mark 2.31, mm-hmm.
1: Mark 2.31. Uh, but they did not follow 21
2: and 31, actually mm-hmm. th- in those two passages okay. where Jesus has an experience with his quote family. They come to see him and, and at one point the family seems to say he's crazy and we've determined that that could be that they were saying that, but it could be too, that they were trying to get their I'm sure. older brother out of trouble.
1: There, with
2: yes. the uh, religious leaders or with the Romans, no, he's crazy. Don't you? Know, he's just
1: crazy. You got to just, <laughs> don't, just don't forgive him.
2: him. <laughs> he's he's not well in his head. Right. That's one. That's two twenty one. Protective. Um, yeah, and then in two thirty one, three thirty one, mm-hmm. he talks about um, they came to see him, and Jesus uses it as a, a moment to say, "Who are my brothers and sisters?" Then he looks at those around who are following him, mm-hmm. listening and following him, and they said, "These are my brothers, my." True brothers mm-hmm. and sisters, those who trust in me and believe me and follow me, mm-hmm. which was is making a clear point may have.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, and then it even outright <clears throat> says and his brothers didn't believe him. Right. <laughs> so, um, but they but they they, um, you know, for for just the condom kind of what we read, loved him and I'm sure loved their mother. And Mary certainly believed in Jesus. And so certainly. Yes. Uh, and so there was a lot of um, the groundwork was there and we don't know exactly what it was that changed James's mind probably seeing him raised from the dead would have
2: yeah, <laughs> that might do it <laughs> that might have done it
1: um and so, and really it really might <laughs> that might do. and and then it's almost as though immediately everything that Je- uh, that Jesus had taught everything that James knew intellectually about his brother everything it's as if everything that was in his head James's head it's as if it went straight to his heart and it became an 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 act, an acted out faith. Um, and he even says that, which I think is interesting uh, when he talks yeah. about what faith is and what work, the relationship between faith and works. And he says, even the demons have faith, even they believe him they, and tremble and yeah. tremble. Um, but it's works that faith without works is dead. And it's the works that – but it's as if, though, in that moment and, – and then James became a leader mm-hmm. in Jerusalem and became um, just this great, um, practical, wise, uh, early writer of Scripture and, um, and believer and leader in the church.
2: Where is that verse where he includes um, – we looked it up earlier – he includes the writings of Paul – and he talks about them. Is that James or is that
1: Peter? That I was Peter. Was, that uh, was uh, Peter. D-
2: other scriptures. Yeah,
1: James does reference um, scripture. He references <clears throat> the Shema and talks <clears throat> about, um, and he references uh, Jesus's passages in Matthew as scripture. And so, you know, at that time, would James have? Would the gospels have been? I guess he would not have had the gospels yet.
2: That's how what started our entire conversation is that we were mentioning the fact that that James. And then we got into you know his relationship, his fam- familial relationship with Jesus his half brother, and Jesus, James not believing it, there was a time in his life, but he came to f- to faith clearly. He became a leader in the Jerusalem church among the uh, primarily, mainly Jewish mm-hmm. uh, congregation in Jerusalem, uh, and of course that congregation began to be scattered. Uh, by the persecution that was unleashed in uh, acts chapter 7 and 8 Inherited. with the uh, with the um, death of stephen mm-hmm. uh, and so the, the persecution came upon the church part of that persecution brought about indeed by Saul of Tarsus who became paul it, it, it is so interesting all of these relationships because now now james who has become a, a follower of his half brother jesus uh, trusting in him as his savior as his his lord uh, he is now a head of the congregation in Jerusalem. And uh, Paul is out there evangelizing uh, in and the Gentile King. world and, yeah. and G- Jews as well. And then he comes back to uh, Jerusalem for this council in Acts 15, where the two of them together are the primary uh, authorities that are cited in this decision about how to bring about peace and harmony and relationship between uh believing Jews and Gentiles who are, who are coming into Judaism through by their faith in Jesus, the Messiah. Uh, And so, and they, they, they come up with this beautiful decision. It is, is well crafted. It is written. It is sent to all the congregations. Mm -hmm. Now, all of this happened quite early. Yeah, The exactly. book of James, this letter that he wrote, actually precedes that council. Yeah. It's, it's not mentioned at all, and probably it seems like it would have been uh, had it been done already, right. uh, and, and, and James would have mentioned it perhaps. But uh, it, since it is not mentioned, it is thought that James is probably written somewhere between thirty-five, forty, maybe just the very early forties, yeah. which is right there. Yeah. On I mean, within within just years mm-hmm. of of the is, life, uh-huh, death, and, and resurrection. resurrection of of his half brother of Jesus. So James here is a remarkable book and a remarkable. Uh, Interesting. very interesting very insight practical,
1: I remember um, yes. this was our book that we in sixth grade, <laughs> you had to you memorize said, it. we had to memorize James because there are there's so many great uh, metaphors, so many uh, um, just just very practical practical living
2: well, I think uh, you want something you said, Stacy, makes me think that sometimes there is an artificial conflict put uh, invented or put to between James and Paul. Uh, uh-huh. which, which But there was not. You can clearly see that right. in the council there in Jerusalem in uh-huh. Acts chapter 15. They were in total agreement. But Paul is so much in tune now as, as a theologian. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul is so much in tune with grace uh-huh. and with the faith. Mm-hmm. He, he has come to understand now that highlighted in the Life, death, and resurrection of Jesus the Messiah. He has highlighted the principle of faith being the key. And since his ministry is so greatly targeting toward the Gentile world, he is having to. He comes at it from from faith uh, because the Gentile world was called uh, the idea. Almost all human beings have the idea is that we earn somehow or other. We come to earn. Mm -hmm. The salvation from God yeah. through our good works, right. uh, the, a, and of course, and they came Paul from a,
1: a very Greek kind of background. <clears throat> yeah. A lot of the gods, um, a lot of doing whatever the gods tell, yeah. and that is how or earning and, yeah. and working. the
2: idea is that you go mm-hmm. from practice to position. Mm-hmm. In other words, you you do the right things, and it and it gets you to be right. a child of mm-hmm. God. The, uh, the being and doing mm-hmm. argument again. Mm-hmm. And Paul is in tune with that, and he is really emphasizing the folks out there in, in the uh, world. He's talking. No, we come to you. Don't Peach, have to earn, you yeah. cannot earn it. You right. can, you come to Christ through faith, and then God will do, work in you and through. you. He'll create right. His works right. in and through your life as a result of your faith. Right. Now James right. Real quickly, comes out yeah. from the a little bit. He's the same balance, faith and works, but he emphasizing the 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 reality of your faith through a transformed life and good deeds. Mm-hmm.
1: I was just going to say, yeah, the, the artificial conflict, first of all, that we were talking about was faith and works, mm-hmm. um, which we didn't mention. So, uh, yeah, so James tends to emphasize, or at least seemingly, works, and that was the
2: practicality, the, of the outworking of your faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And he was because he's also writing to a very Jewish mm-hmm. people, and. Who might have, in, in that time, as long as you believe the right things and, you know, we're, we're this, pu- and 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 then the works part was maybe not. They might,
2: they might mistake intellectual assent right. with faith. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. And James says, no, it's not just about intellectual right. head knowledge. Yeah. If you really have faith, it's going to affect the way you behave, mm-hmm. the way you live, the way you treat others. Yeah.
1: But I, yes, I so they're two sides of the same coin, maybe, mm-hmm, <laughs> is mm-hmm. the way to They
2: truly say it. are. Mm-hmm. And, and and James is just so masterful. I mean, the, he is so practical. You use that word, I think. Uh, he's just, he's not so much the theologian, it doesn't seem like. He's the practitioner. He's the one who says, yeah. okay, this is. When we believe the right thing, this is how we're going to behave this is gonna it's gonna make a difference in the way we live, we treat others, and so on and he
1: has a he has a wisdom i think mm-hmm. about him um do we want to we've got one minute before our break Do we want to ask a couple of questions from James
2: oh yeah, let's do. I've got one here I wanted to ask do you have one too well uh
1: well, you, go, you
2: go first. what is the one reason <clears throat> God would not reveal his will to you when you ask him? Okay, and you can look in chapter 1, verse 6, James talks about wanting to know God's will for our lives. Everybody wants to know, I wonder what God's will is for my life. And uh, James says there was one reason that God would not reveal his will to you when you ask him. Chapter 1, verse 6. If you know the answer to that question uh give us a call 210-340-9585 Stacy you have another question
1: Sure uh, let's go <coughs> with James um, chapter 4 verse 4 Friendship with me makes you an enemy of God who or what am I
2: hmm. hmm. I like that one Okay okay that's it, that's it. people should get that one <laughs> Friendship with that's me an easy one. makes you an enemy of God who or what am I yeah. James four verse four. And the Bible live will return. With two segments already passed. And we'll pick up James. We'll go into the book of Peter, the three epistles of Peter. Two. And then in two and in the three epistles <laughs> of John go. and Jude. We're gonna to have to hustle when we get back. Yeah. The Bible live will continue after these messages. Don't go away now.
0: You're listening to The Bible Live with Sophie Dollar. He is jealous for me. Love's like a hurricane. I am a tree. Bending beneath the weight of His wind and mercy.
2: This is The Bible
0: Live with Soapy Dollar.
1: All of a sudden, I am unaware of these afflictions eclipsed by glory.
0: And I realize just how beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me. Oh How he loves us oh, oh, How he loves us
2: All right, we are back. Final segment of the Bible live for this evening. We are going to have to move quickly. We've talked about the final uh, chapters of the Book of Daniel. We came back to the New Testament and picked up on the uh, New Testament epistle of James, Mm -hmm. the half-brother of Jesus, one of the two half-brothers of Jesus that we're going to read about about or read from (laughs) tonight. But let's move on from James, which we could spend a long time there. Yeah. There's so much... uh, the the practicality of James everything from healing to prayer, prayer to uh, the tongue, d- d- very the practicality speech. Uh, uh, speech how we uh, uh, g- clear speech you know how it talks about and he used these metaphors like uh, yeah. the, the the rain fire, the, the, the bridle rainforest. of a horse uh, the tongue he's like the tongue or the or the um, rudder of a ship yeah, the tongue um, uh, just so much practicality in James, uh, the rich and the poor, and that sort of thing. And as a, as I was mentioning, there was this false dichotomy between Peter and James. It, what I meant to say is that James emphasizes the outworking the, of our faith, the wor- and works of love and, and devotion to the Lord and to other people around us. Paul, there, talking to Gentile world, emphasizing that it's not a matter of earning.
1: The the, salvation salvation through works,
2: works, but, but works faith. as a result of our faith. Yeah. And so they're saying the same thing, but they're coming at it's, it from the two different sides of that coin that yeah. uh, you mentioned, Stace. Yeah. Let's move on to Peter. Um, and James being one of the earlier books, that, that's very interesting as well. Now, Peter, um, the dating of his book, uh, I'm trying to, uh, remember that he, um, he writes during a time of greater persecution uh, particularly from the Roman Empire under the Emperor Nero uh, the scattered re- recipients uh, of his letter likely spread out because of persecution and so it is thought that his letter was penned sometime in the early 60's uh, which we've already established from our other from the writings of Paul even that, that, that these things were taking place but Peter then um, <coughs> Uh, who has also been very active. Remember, he's the one that received the uh, the vision of the sheet coming down from the heavens with all these different animals in it, and God said, take and eat. Mm-hmm. And remember, he was sent to speak with Cornelius, the uh, Roman centurion, and, and, and kind of officiate there, be there to observe and see his experience of being born again, of coming to faith in, Christ, in the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, you know these things are all in the context. It's an exciting period of, of history and of life, for the for faith, uh, expansion of faith through the coming of the Messiah. Now, Peter, of course, we're familiar with him. He's a, an intimate friend of Jesus. He's one of the, the inner circle. Peter, James, and John of the of the twelve disciples. Peter is one. He's kind of a the leader. Uh, he's the one that enters into the room mouth first. He, he's always, <laughs> oh, let's do this. Oh, let's do that. You know, and, and uh, he's the one that God had to tell to be quiet. You know, remember when they were at the Mount uh, of Transfiguration and J- Jesus appears there in all of his oh, no. glory. And so Peter, oh, let's do? make three tabernacles. Let's build one for Moses, one for the. And, and and God, the father has to say, this is my beloved son. Hear him. <laughs> be quiet, Peter. <laughs> Uh, it's kind or of a Peter. funny thing. But but well, Peter was yeah. rash and and yeah. rushed in and so on. But but he also had a good side. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the Living God. Amen. You know, and pe- so flesh great. and blood didn't reveal that to you, Peter, but my father in heaven, Jesus told him. And then but then he and turned he right around and, and, and said, Get and behind says, me, Satan. Yeah, yeah, get behind me, Satan. You you can't go be crucified. You can't go die. We won't let that happen. Um, he Even, knew that Jesus was the Messiah, but he didn't know what the function of the Messiah right? was. But isn't
1: that interesting <laughs> that right after he declares that, that's when Jesus calls him uh, the rock? Yeah. Uh, gives him a, a new name. I can't remember what the, the name Petra is Petra, um, but rock.
2: Petrus, yeah. And the, the, uh, and, it, and it's questionable whether he calls Peter the rock or he calls Peter's faith the rock. It, it, that's kind of, well, that's at the heart of the whole idea of of the, of the papacy, I guess right now Uh, is that, you know, in in Catholic mentality, he's calling Peter, you're the rock. Whereas if you take the, the, the words themselves, Petra, Petros,
1: he said,
2: you are, you are Peter. And then he says, upon this rock, a different word, Uh I will, in." And some take it upon your faith. This yeah. is the rock yeah. of the church. I think but, there
1: is an element probably of of a little bit of both. I mean, I, I think in terms of the enduring factor that it was, you know, it is the faith, but also Peter the person. I think there yeah. is probably something that's very um, sweet and and in a way very church-like, actually, yeah. um, that, you know, we are, we are a, a people and uh, and the church is is a, a people uh, i mean, we is need a, leaders is a, yes, and, and god it's a, raises and up it is leaders a human and, mm-hmm. um institution actually mm-hmm. I, I i mean it the i guess yes, ultimately, both human and divine yes is, mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah,
2: it's often like your like my precious grandson often says, if you give uh, my grandson will, you know yes, your son, yes. when you give uh, my grandson will a choice between things, uh, very early on I noticed that he will not choose between chocolate or vanilla or strawberry. Both. He will not he always will say both. It's <laughs> true. It, it it is it's true and and he may have some wisdom there because it, yeah. it it's not one or the other of these things; they, they are both true in their in their way, in, okay. in the way they we understand them. Well, you you had a question or two you wanted to let's a, let's answer the questions we put out, and an, ask some questions about Peter real quick. Okay, can okay. we do that? Mm-hmm. Uh, the questions we put out there were: If you want to know what God wants you to do, His will. If you want to, God to reveal His will to you, it says, ask Him for His wisdom. Mm-hmm. Actually, though, it says what is one reason he will not reveal his will is if you don't believe he will answer or if you're not willing to do his will. Mm-hmm. If you're not willing to do his will, God is not obligated himself to reveal his will to you. Mm-hmm. you. We don't go, OK, God, show me your will and then I'll decide if I'm going to do it or not, uh, which is a very interesting insight on knowing God's will for your life. A couple of principles that are very important. Um, Then what other question did we ask? And
1: these are from James. And so that was James 1, 6. And the other one was from James, uh, let's see, 4, 4. Friendship with me makes you an enemy of God. Who or what am I? It was the world or the the godless, the world system, the world philosophy. The godless world system, yeah, mm -hmm.
2: philosophy without God. Mm -hmm. Friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God. Uh, James chapter 4, verse 4. Which, again, over and over again, James is just so... Practical—that's the yeah. word that keeps coming to my mind. You just, you know, it's going to make a difference in your life, in the way you live, in the way you, the decisions you make, the relationship you have, and and so on. Uh, Faith—it's it, not just mental assent, intellectual assent. It is, uh, it, it is that, and then we act upon it. Uh, faith ultimately is an act of the will.
1: Peter. <clears throat> now, now we come to Peter. Second Peter. <clears throat>
2: Um, you wanted to ask something. first and second peter we 've already introduced who he was, mm-hmm. his b- letters and written probably um, during the early 60s and the he's sixty five
1: primarily to to Gentiles. Mm-hmm. in this case and probably in Asia Minor, which is modern day Turkey mm-hmm. and one of the things I think that is neat and sweet of of Peter and very unifying and kind of insightful of him was in how he opened. I love his greeting. In first Peter, Um, God, the father knew you and chose you long ago, and his spirit has made you holy. As a result, you have obeyed him and have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. May may, may God give you more and more grace and peace. Mm. And you just see this maturity in Peter. Um, You know, when you read the Peter of the Gospels, uh, you do get more of that kind of dynamic Peter that sort mm-hmm. and or not but maybe a little more of the unpredictable Peter, and here you 've impulsive impulsive and, impulsive, and maybe know. even a little bit device, you know just uh even within the group and mm-hmm. and here you a little just,
2: prideful, maybe
1: perhaps, and and you just get this, sense of here, look at Peter now, just bringing people together, speaking, writing to the Jews, and i mean i 'm sorry, writing to the Gentiles, using. Ideas and themes that well, would have terminology been and terminology that, relate, mm-hmm. that would have been very Jewish, um, a chosen people that would have been something that the Jews would have related to. They were chosen. I mean, they, the you know, Abraham, Isaac and Joseph, they would have, have have known that they were a chosen people. But the Gentiles might not have had that sense. And so he's telling them.
2: You are living as exiles now in the province. Which would again. Which again would would relate to. Would have been something Mm -hmm.
1: very relatable for the Jewish people. We've always been. And so here's Peter saying, look, if you are followers of Jesus, you are chosen and you are also just as much living in exile Mm -hmm. as any any Jew ever has Mm -hmm, in Babylon. mm -hmm, mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. and I, I think that's a really sweet way of just bringing um, bringing Christians bringing the uh, into the fold and unifying mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. unifying message
2: not only in exile in terms of uh, earthly, kingdoms and politics you know exiles of rome but we are all as god's people we are exiles exactly this world is not our home we've been we repeated that song that old hymn this world is not our home we're just passing through Mm. our treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue uh so we all are citizens of a of a of a of God's kingdom of a of a city not made with hands. We mm-hmm. we have all of us have to give attention to not becoming too comfortable here in this world mm-hmm. because this world is indeed not our home. We look for a a city not built with hands. And so um Peter brings that yeah, the maturity and the wisdom, the depth, it it's so very so very different from the Peter we kinda got to know in the <laughs> gospels, you know but uh he has matured he he got wisdom he, and so on what 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 more can we talk about the uh themes of peter
1: well hol- holiness i think oh was, yes um, a big theme uh, that peter and uh this to me uh, um is... which
2: is another jewish gentile theme yeah. because mm-hmm. the idea of remember what god uh, in the old testament god a number of times says you shall be holy as i the lord your god am holy mm-hmm. uh, repeatedly tells them you should be holy you should be holy mm-hmm. uh, the, the the interesting thing about that most people take that <clears throat> as a command mm-hmm. you, you should be holy as i the lord you're going uh, so i'm commanding you to be holy okay. And I, th- I suppose that that is all right, b- but I think it is more clearly and more appropriately and more accurately understood as a promise: "You will be holy, as I, the Lord your God, am, because yes. I, the Lord your God, yes. am holy." Be- because that's God's intent and purpose right. was to draw out a people for Himself and make us holy. That's right. part of the.
1: I don't think that we could be in His presence, and He no. certainly couldn't be. In within us and indwell us. If we weren't holy,
2: right? I but mean, but, but we're whole, not going to make ourselves holy no, by pulling ourselves is, up by you know, And you that know. is,
1: and that is where uh, that is probably where, where Paul is. That is what faith is. That is the old. We have nothing to do with our holiness. That is the work of the cross. That is what Jesus has done in our lives, And
2: life. the on work, ongoing work of the Holy Spirit yes. transforming and sanctifying yes. us. And the
1: beauty and the, the, the thing about holiness is, um, I mean, of course, the very, the very definition is utter uniqueness. I mean, just mm-hmm. unique. Totally set, up, set apart. Set apart. Mm-hmm. And um, and I, I, I heard, let's see, I think it was... But talking about holiness, um, well, we see it throughout Scripture with taking taking off your feet for you're standing on holy ground. And the holy of holies. Taking off
2: your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> you can keep your feet, <laughs> but you must take those shoes I off. I mean,
1: if those feet are, you know, <laughs> take them off if they're hindering you. That's
2: right, too, I guess. Yeah.
1: That's right. Take off your shoes <laughs> for holy ground. Or the holy of holies um, was actually a dangerous thing. Space to be in, if you Mm -hmm. were not holy, or if you walked into it without, and so holiness Mm -hmm. can has an element of danger to it, um, especially if you are not clean yourself, clean. Um, And I I think that was the the beauty of 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 Jesus and what Jesus did was he he is God, you know, he is God's holiness, Mm. but he is something that we could never hug and be in the presence of God and His holiness, and so God sent His, ho- you know, holy to mm-hmm. us, mm-hmm. and we could actually touch and see and be in the presence. And instead of our uh, sin and our filth contaminating, you know, healing, Jesus. Enters and actually relates with us and purifies us. It's like that coal that Isaiah touched Isaiah's lips, right? Yes. And it actually cleansed and purified Isaiah, as opposed to mm-hmm. killing him. And and then and then we, um, as as holy, get to then go into the world. And that's that's why I think Peter emphasizes it so much, is that we go and we can share. We can be truly Jesus a high priest and we can share and wherever you know wherever holiness touches there is healing there is restoration there is health there is um peace there is grace there is there's is Christ and so we get to you know play that part it's like you know I guess maybe I'm um hearkening back to that river in Ezekiel mm-hmm. um that mm-hmm. river of life but I love how how Peter does pick up on the holiness
2: exactly Um, it's a central theme of his mm -hmm. and it is interesting as you point out that 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 is that is a continual theme from old and new testament from from the jewish perspective and now he brings that into 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 focus now for gentile believers those who have been grafted in god into god's people through faith in jesus christ we become part of israel now that god's intent not only then he has positionally legally caused us to be perfect mm-hmm. because of the sacrifice of calvary right. uh, we are we are declared righteous, he has taken upon himself our sin. Mm-hmm. Peter says that he who knew no sin became sin for us yeah. in the flesh he took our sin upon himself, so our sin he has taken our sin he has imputed his, to us his righteousness. Mm-hmm. we are now clothed in his wh- white beautiful robes of righteousness mm-hmm. so that that we have that imputed righteousness in a legal in a legal a positional sense that's yeah. our position in 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 christ yeah. but now not only that the holy spirit is carrying out the work of of making sanctifying us causing us to be what we already are right.
1: he's
2: yeah. he's the holy spirit is transforming it so that we live out in, in James' sense, practical sense, yeah. so that we live out that holiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and wow, it, it's, it's an amazing, exciting, continual process mm-hmm. in our lives. You know, God loves and accepts us just exactly the way we are. Mm-hmm. He, he has perfected us in Christ, mm-hmm. but he loves us too much to leave us that way. And so he's mm-hmm. working now to change our attitude, to change our hearts, to change our understanding, change our habits, change our... Uh, the the way we behave and react, so all of that is, is part of, is part of Peter's book. He he goes into that practicality. He also in Second Peter he talks about the Holy Spirit. He talks about of course w- constant warning about false teachers. Didn't take long for false teachers to become an issue, uh, did it in, in the New Church? But uh, he talks about uh, like I said the Holy Spirit and something else I wanted to mention too. That um, <clears throat> oh oh I like this in Second Peter chapter three verse nine he some people he talks about the second coming the end of time when God is going to call an end to human history as we now know it and we come into the uh, into the period of not of sanctification but of glorification yeah. when the Savior comes for His people and, and time will cease as we know it now and we we move into our eternal destiny of uh, being God's people with God in the heavenlies. And, and he says that, um, why is God not kept that promise yet? People were asking, well, if he's going to come. Why hadn't he come? Yeah. And he says, he just, God is patient. He's giving time so that more people could more time for more people to repent. The harvest, the harvest, the <laughs> harvest. It, it's, it's so crucial. Well, let's go to John quickly. Okay. From uh, James, first, second, Peter. Now, first, second, third. John. John is that beloved disciple. He's thought to be the youngest of the twelve disciples, probably twelve to fourteen years of age Uh uh, among the twelve. And so, therefore, Jesus uh, had he had a a uh, an unusually close and sympathetic view uh, relationship,
1: older brother like.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Um, something older brother like a a little protective.
1: Protective, and John lived to be.
2: 90? Ninety in the in, uh, up in uh, up in years yeah. uh, into the nineties uh, of his uh, of his century as well. Um, so it's good to, it's it, good it good to thought,
1: be beloved by Jesus. Yeah,
2: it's good to be loved. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good, exactly. No, uh, no. Hopefully, that that um, that's a pattern we can we can experience as well, right? right. Uh, as so long John, as God wants us here. Right.
1: John writes this about sixty years after. So this is about 90 AD, mm-hmm. so About sixty years after James. Um, about 30 years after, um, Peter,
2: yeah, and the he's...
1: emphasis I think with, and, and feel free, but, um, loving one another, I think John was always really great about sticking with that theme. Um, I mean, you know, even in his, in his epistle or in his gospel, um, loving one another and the importance of love, uh, amongst Christians and right. I I I think that the power that um, in terms of love at the at the heart of that, or maybe it's more like at the heart of the free at freedom. But I, one of the elements of love is that it is uh, it has to be a choice. Love cannot yes. be coerced. I mean, you can certainly woo someone, you can certainly tell them, you can want them to love you but in terms of love it it has to be a choice mm-hmm. and um and i and i think that that is and yet wouldn't you know we can only love because god first loved us mm-hmm. and so Without his love and without him freeing us from our previous mm-hmm. master, our previous slave to death and to a, sin, a state of
2: uh, slavery to sin and death. Yeah, right.
1: We we had no choice. Mm-hmm. So first we are freed, and uh, and then and and then we can, and then of course we love our savior, <laughs> our savior who freed yeah. us. In
2: the context of our freedom, then. Yeah. Uh, By his grace and by his power, then we are brought into a realm of freedom where we we can can continually choose to love God, love others, uh, to to do loving things, uh, which essentially is the whole the whole core of the Ten Commandments of the laws of God is love the lord your god with all your heart mind and strength and your neighbor as yourself do that love and then do anything you want
1: and i think that's one of and that's why i think he emphasizes it so much because in terms of an on a a world that's looking on or i mean there's nothing more powerful than to see a people who might be otherwise in slavery, exiled, <clears throat> persecuted, and yet still loving. Yeah. I mean, what a testimony. Yeah.
2: And, and and John's epistles are very practical. We don't have much time to go, on, but yeah. because he also has a lot to say about the sanctification process. He knows that he, we, even though we are God's children, we do still sin. Right. And he gives the very clear antidote to our sin that we are to say the same homologales confess our Mm -hmm. sin to the lord say the same thing about our sin that god says about it Mm -hmm. and that is part of the sanctification process that's where he changes our attitudes and our behaviors and we experience the forgiveness we have in christ (laughs) then jude his brother next
1: week (laughs) verse
2: 24 is a wonderful
1: verse is dedicated to helping restore the bible to our culture mailing address is P.O. Box 18888 that's Box 18888 San Antonio, Texas 78218
0: hear the entire Bible every year on the Bible Live weeknights at 930 on this great station then join Sophie every Sunday evening at 9 o'clock for fun, inspiration and valuable prizes on the, the Bible, Bible Live Quiz Show Live.